Hey y'all, what is going on? What you're about to listen to is my first interview for the 5% Project. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have this guest on. Her name is Joy. She's just an amazing person. Um, she's someone that is super young by what most people say, but she's definitely doing life differently uh, in many aspects. So I'm, I was excited to have her on because she's just an amazing person. She has a great heart and a great spirit and a great work ethic. So, um, yeah, without further ado, guys, I hope you enjoy, and let's get into it. It is, I don't know, I don't know how to intro this. I've never really done this before, but um, I'm just excited to be here. Um, for those who haven't been watching or listening, this is uh, this first episode of what I'm calling the 5% Project. Uh, basically, I just I want to interview people that inspire me um, through things that they do, things that they've done, and just continually to be different from the crowd. Because um, Earl Nightingale inspired me in his book, uh, The Top 5%. We talked about um, how in society we conform to what other people do. So if you're building a million dollar business, you go to New York and you copy what the other million dollar businesses are doing there, whatever business you're going into, like how there's always a Burger King across from McDonald's because they're always copying, which is why Burger King will never be bigger than McDonald's. So I want to talk to people such as Joy um, Rodrigue. Did I get it right? (laughs) You did. Beautiful. Um, who just uh, who continue to be different from from everybody else, and who continue just to, on a daily basis, be different. Whether it comes to success and finances and business, or their spiritual walk, things like that. So, um, without further ado, guys, I just want to welcome Joy Rodriguez uh, to the first episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm honored. It's it's uh, I I couldn't think of anybody better to do a first episode with just because the way we we started talking um, from the get go and just the uh, the rapport that I felt with you just it, it it amazed me and it like stuns me how there's um, you're you're different from most of the people that I know who are thirty forty years old and you're only twenty right <laughs> yeah and it's and it just blows my mind so. I couldn't think of anybody different, but, uh, Aww. yeah, welcome. I, uh, I'm just, I'm just excited to have you here. Really? <sighs> and, I know it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and, um, do you remember how we, how we started talking or actually I want to know what your first impression of me was. If you even have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we met through my, do it for a dollar Instagram page, um, which is where I kind of talk about finances and stuff. I'm not really sure how, I can't remember how we like even found each other in the first place. I'm not sure if like you found my page through like maybe a hashtag or something like that. But um, I think we started like talking because we both were doing the Dave Ramsey plan and um, just started like asking each other questions. And then, you know, I started talking to you about podcasting and I knew you had a podcast and so it just 
kind of led from there. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember how I found you. Um, I, I, I can't remember if it was Dave Ramsey or Rachel Cruz. One of them may have reposted uh, your, your picture. Oh, I just about, yeah, Rachel. Yeah. And I saw it. I was like, I, Whoa. I usually I see her posting like families or couples and, and, um, and the whole like three, four kids, which I don't relate to all that much. Right. <laughs> right. So when I saw yours, I'm like, oh, snap. There's a, a single person who's, who's doing this journey too. And I saw you put the, um, the uh, do it for a dollar on there. So I went and followed and I loved your content. And I love the, uh, like the, the post you did for your goals and whatnot. It's like, man, mm. I want to get to know this person. So I, 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 mm-hmm. I think it's just through basic, like, Hey, love this thing that we started talking. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just an amazing person. And the one story, I don't actually think I've told you yet. The one story that stood out to me, um, the most was, I can't remember exactly. I think it was like your finger where you had to go to the ER cause you cut it or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was chopping yeah. sweet potatoes one night and the knife slipped and yeah, not fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I could bring that back up for you. <laughs> and, and, uh, I just remember your story about how you didn't know how much the medical bills were going to cost. Mm-hmm. And like you were, and just being, just being pure honest, like you were kind of scared to open up the letter. I think it, I think it was when you got it. Right. And, but yeah. you had your emergency fund that you were building up. And you were like, if whatever happens, at least I have this. And then right. it turned out to be super small. But right. That that spoke a lot to me about emergency funds and how, like, even through this whole coronavirus time, how mm-hmm. because I have an emergency fund that I'm able to, yeah. if I was out of work, I'd be able to go at least a month with, right, without having to worry. So that right. in itself spoke a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> you, what What is yeah. that like? <laughs> What is the Dave Ramsey plan? Like what got you started on this planner? What was that motivating factor to get you to change from the credit scores, credit cards and being in debt? Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, I'm, I'm still pretty young, so um, I haven't had too much experience as like in regards to personal finance, I guess, but um, my senior year of high school, our church was actually going through, Financial Peace University, which is uh, Dave Ramsey's kind of like educational course. Um, And so my mom had signed herself up for it. And she asked if I wanted to attend with her because that fall I was attending college across the country. I was going to be out on my own. And she wanted to make sure that, you know, I was established financially. Um, So I started attending with her. I didn't really understand a lot of it because at the time I didn't have like full-time job yet didn't have a steady income so I wasn't really understanding like how to budget um but I'm so thankful that I did because in the fall whenever I did get like a steady income and I was supporting only myself it helped a lot because it put me in a position to be able to succeed later in life because I was already setting up myself for success um but before that growing up Nobody in my family really talked about finances. Um, That wasn't a discussion that we ever had. And I knew that my parents weren't great at managing and stewarding their finances. Um, And so looking at that growing up, I think that also in the back of my mind, I was like, no, there's, 
there's got to be a better way. Um, and then Dave Ramsey came along. <laughs> <laughs> and he always just runs you over like a truck. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, uh, we're actually doing the financial piece as part of our, our pre manual counseling. And yeah. This shows how old I am. And it makes me, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that old. I'm only 26. Right. But right. Yeah. Uh, this is my third time going through financial peace. So third, hey, third that's, or okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Look, it never gets old. I mean, you can never stop learning from it. That's, that's my mentality with it. Yeah. My favorite one is baby step two, where he goes through the gazelle running from the, uh, uh, from the cheetah. <laughs> the lot. Yeah. 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 His passion in that is I'm just telling phenomenal. you. Oh, actually, so speaking about speaking about animals, this is kind of an off question. Have you seen the new uh, yeah. Tiger King documentary? Oh gosh, I knew. You, I why did I think that? I knew you were going to ask me about that. That's like everyone on yet. my social media. Okay, okay. I saw one episode. I watched one episode. I finally gave in. I couldn't handle all the memes and not knowing what they were about. Um, okay. I watched one episode. It was okay. I mean, it you know, it was decent. I think the thing that like people are obsessed with is the mm-hmm. fact that it's binge worthy. And that's what pretty mm-hmm. much everyone says. Like it's so binge worthy. And now that everybody's has to stay home, you know, mm-hmm. what else are you going to do? <laughs> okay. Well, didn't, well, cause you're, you're still at work every day, right? And doing online school. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So not much time to binge, but if you had to do one show right. to binge watch, what would it be right now? Oh, The Office. Really? I've watched it. I've watched it like two times over, okay. but oh, it's such a classic. Man, Dwight is my man. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I think, man, I don't know what my favorite episode of The Office has got to be whenever um, when they call Jim in there and, and they're going through all the pranks that he's pulling on Dwight. And, uh, oh, man. I can't even think of it, oh but I've always wanted to do like, I've always wanted to do the Jello, uh, like Stephen yeah, Jello. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think we're going to try. Yep. I'm going to try that at work. That's oh, going to happen this week. Take my word for it. We're going to do it this week. Yep. We missed April Fool's, but that would have been a good one. It, it Holy crap. I know. I April Fool's. I know. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Getting, getting <laughs> back on topic. Um, I know. Well, actually... Also, I don't know if you know this, but Tiger King, from what I was reading, apparently he's from Tampa, Florida, which is where I'm yep. at right now. <laughs> yeah. So everything weird happens in Tampa. We have Derek Jeter to Batista to um, Nick, this guy who's like an inspirational speaker. He's got one arm and one finger, but no other limbs. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, what? he's an amazing dude. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that's the way he was born. And he went yeah. from, he went from uh, like just being that that was his life to he's actually a bodybuilder now. Oh my gosh. That yeah. is insane. That like yeah, doesn't, I mean, now I have no excuse for not going to the gym. <laughs> well, you didn't have to put it like that. <laughs> I, haven't been, I haven't been in like two, well, I haven't been in like two weeks because they're all closed. I know. I know. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> getting back to it, uh, <laughs> we were talking about Dave Ramsey and, um, apart from like his teachings and one, I know people ask this question a lot. They're like, Oh, financial peace or, um, I can't remember his book now or like Chris Hogan's everyday millionaires. 
if, if there's a book that you like, is there one book that you've gifted somebody or that you've recommended that's like your one most recommendation that, you, that they should read? Yeah, so this is going to sound cliche coming from a Dave Ramsey follower, but I really like truly believe that Total Money Makeover is probably the best one that you can start reading whenever you're starting your personal finance journey, especially if you're looking at Dave Ramsey, because it provides those seven baby steps in detail and gives you step-by-step instructions on how to accomplish it. So you're not just reading and you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like, no, here are the steps and like, here's how you're going to get there. You can do this, you know, and it's also got like success stories. So it's motivating and, but yeah, definitely total money makeover for sure. Okay. That is, that is very cliche, but I appreciate it. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And and the other thing about, yeah, it is. But the other thing about me is that like, (laughs) don't judge me. I really don't like to read. So So I'm not a huge reader. So I'm very picky about the books that I read. So, <laughs> Okay. So are you more of an audio person then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll sure. flip the script instead of naming the book. Cause Total Money Maker is a fantastic Uh-oh. book that like it my is. buddy Ricky has, he's read it twice now and it's mm. just, it, it, it gets you motivated. But what is yeah. a podcast then that you might recommend to somebody? Or do you have oh a podcast goodness. you listen to on the regular? Um, I mean, I listen to his podcast, Dave's podcast a lot. Um, but that's typically the only finance one that I've gotten into recently. Okay. Other ones are like sermons and stuff like that. (laughs) Okay. There's, um, uh, there's a a podcast I want to say, okay, baby, forgive me for saying this. There, there's one which she hates to hear, but it's called Side Hustle School, and it's uh, this guy named this guy named Chris Gillibo. He uh, takes people who are trying to find like their their side um, businesses or things to do to make extra money, and he goes. I met a guy through his podcast, and um, he works. He's in California. Hmm. He works a day job as an engineer, and yeah. he did like portrait photography, and then he took that and uh one of his friends asked him to do a wedding so and he'd never done like portrait photography he'd only done landscape so he's like sure i'll do it and he did it for like 500 bucks and then uh but he didn't know what to do so he posted on craigslist hey if you want a free wedding um hit me up and I'll, i'll photograph it for free and he did that and got the experience did his friend's wedding after that photos turned out great and now he does one photo a month for thirty five hundred dollars Oh my gosh. And that's just the wow. side income. Right. And, and there's a whole bunch of different stories where they go through like people dog walking, um, making businesses from picking up trash, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Ooh, my, my biggest recommendation, if you're ever looking for motivation, <laughs> do stuff on the side. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, um, because you look, well, this is going to sound kind of rude at first, so I apologize. <laughs> you live out in the boondocks, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Okay, so I'm I'm curious to is like what what does your routine look like on a daily when you're out in the boondocks? Like do you do you go out and do you like hunt so, for, for deer in the morning? 
Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we spear fish in the backyard and then we farm in the evenings. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Do, oh, do you man. have an avocado tree? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not yet. Oh. We're getting there. You should. Um, That'd be super helpful. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I love avocados. Um, but on the real note, I, I do live out in the boondocks, but I do work in the city. So um, I'm not always in the country. Uh, but as far as my my routine goes, um, before all this corona stuff started happening, I did have a good routine, I promise. Now it's all over the place. But I, as you might have noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but I would get up at like 4 a.m., and go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. The hustle life. I get up and go, um, come back, get, you know, cook breakfast, get ready for work and then leave, come home, do homework and then (laughs) go to bed like eight (laughs) o'clock during the week, during the week, which was, you know, as a 20 year old, that's kind of crazy to think of. Um, yeah, but at the same time I realized, okay, you know, what are my priorities and what are my goals and how can I move my schedule around to prioritize those goals? And so ultimately I realized, okay, in the evenings I have two hours to do homework. And then what am I doing? I'm sitting on my phone until 11 o'clock and then doing nothing. And then waking up right before work starts, rushing out the door, looking a hot mess for work. So, you know, prioritizing, saying, okay, I'm going to get school done. I'm going to go to bed early, wake up and like work to achieve goals that I have. Yeah, I love that. I freaking love that. And do you, um, so do you, do you find that, because I know a lot of the issue that I had when I was in college was, man, that makes me sound so old. That was like two years ago. Um, is like, I used to fear that if I went to bed early, I'd be missing out on that on, on the parties or hanging out with friends. And do you find that having that, like not rigorous schedule, but that set routine for you, do you find yourself missing out on social events? Do you have that FOMO or do you find the time to, or does it make it easier for you to find time to hang out with friends and and do that kind of things? I mean, apart from the coronavirus time. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, yeah, well, in some sense I would say yes, but in some sense I would say no. Um, I'm very much a people person. So I know that like I have to have social interaction or else, you know, I will physically hurt, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, right. Exactly. So I would do that routine mainly Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, you know, kind of be a little bit more lenient. Um, but you know, it, it would change depending on the week. You know, sometimes I would have like networking events for work in the evenings and wouldn't get home until late or, you know, church functions or stuff like that. So I think that although I had a routine set in place, I tried to be flexible with different events that popped up, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, the other question I have is, if what that is makes the dog's sense. name? <laughs> uh, no, it does. It's Romeo. <laughs> Oh, hey, Romeo. Yeah, he's he's clingy. So <laughs> it's I love smaller dogs because they're just um, I don't know. I love big dogs, but small dogs you can just like pick up and like. Right. Yeah, you can even kind of snuggle with them, and I love that. Right. Exactly. We, we have a little Shih Tzu <laughs> that whose name is Gizmo, 
Oh, man. Oh. I, just, I get more excited to see him than he does me. So, <laughs> yeah. But I hate dogs. Oh, man. Um, I, mean, I, I really don't. I tell, I tell you people You can't follow time, that with that. <laughs> yeah, I've, oh I've been gosh. telling... I've been telling Sheena, who's who's my fiance, that uh, I hate kids. And oh yet, my gosh! And yet, yeah, you're talking about having three or four. <laughs> oh yep. And then not only that, I was a counselor at kids camp for like six years. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, but I, I I think I still tell people I hate kids, but I think deep down I love them. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just not going to tell her that. Right. I'll let her do all that <laughs> stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, that I, I know going back to the, the routine, that was one thing that I, I feared of. And I know a lot of my friends too um, have been afraid to do, like even I think the biggest thing they've said, like when it comes to the whole da- Dave Ramsey plan is that they feel like once they get on it, there's no escape from, from that grind because it's just, mm. if you're, if you're not doing that regular set schedule, you're picking up an extra job or so and you're trying to pay off debt. And they're like, I would rather just live my life. And as it is and hope for the best than like, then spend that extra, maybe two hours that I have off of work and go drive Uber or something like that. And right. you know, it, it's really cool to see that you have that like 4am to 8pm schedule, but still have time to enjoy your life and go do things. And that was one of the things that intrigued me is you being, not so young. I hate the word like I hate it when people say, "Oh, she's so young," because <laughs> there's so many people who are in their 20s or even 18 or 16 who have brilliant ideas. Mm, absolutely. Just as the Bible said, it says, "Don't don't let them undermine your youth." So, yeah, yeah. I, I love that, and I, and I hope that somebody like whoever may be listening or watching that they can just take away that. It, even if you're in your twenties or 22 and you're in college, like you can still live a sane lifestyle and meet, live with people, meet with people, hug people, but still be able to do at least save for your future. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of people who don't are not on the Dave Ramsey plan. I've heard that before, you know, where they're like, well, I don't want to sacrifice my lifestyle. And a part of me understands that. I mean, I get it as a college student. I was like, no, like I want to have the college experience in a sense, um, but still like maintain wisdom with my finances. And I think that you can still do that. I mean, even, you know, as an adult out of college as well, but I think that people who want to get out of debt very quickly and want to move through those baby steps very quickly are the ones that are super intense with it, that have three side hustles that are working every day. And that's great. Some people aren't like that, that are on the journey. And that's fine too. I mean, you know, I don't have a side hustle right now. I mean, I probably will get one eventually, but my, I mean, that's also a time thing, Mm -hmm. but you know, everybody's not working seven days a week, 24 seven, you know, it's like we, we, some, some of us are normal. Some of us live normal lives and go out on the weekends and hang out with people and, you know, have free time, but everybody's different. I love that. And what would be the, the one thing you would tell somebody if like, if they had to, if they were just thinking about it today, they're, they're nervous about their finances or trying to at least move forward in success. Maybe you want to start a side hustle or anything like that. What would be your, do you have a piece of advice? Like one 
small change, you would say, that would get them in the right direction. Mm. Yeah, I know I kind of threw a ball at you. No, that's okay. I think that um, my advice would just be like, try it for a year and see what happens. Because ultimately, what what have you got to lose? If nothing happens, you're still in the same financial position that you were whenever you started. But if it is, you know, what it's saying that it is, if all these people are, you know, benefiting from his plan a year from now, you're going to be on the right path. And so it's, it's kind of one of those things of like, if you start it and nothing happens, you didn't lose anything. If you started and then a year from now, you're in like a much better financial position. I mean, you're, you're already on your road to success at that point, you know? Absolutely. That's my mentality with it. <laughs> it's like it's like Dave says, if you want to get out of debt and you don't like it, you can get back right right back into it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Man, I love it. He's got so many idioms that just attain, like pertain to life. Mm. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Going off the financial path here for a second and, and that yeah. what um I I've seen some of your like stories and and you do a lot with the youth group at your church, right? I do. Okay. So is what role do you think like the, just the Christian walk or that spiritual walk that you have, what has that played in your life when it comes to, to, to where you're at right now, 20 being debt-free, working on baby step number three, going through college, being successfully minded when it comes to like planning for the rest of your life. Do you think it's had an influence Mm. or what kind of influence has it had on you? Yeah, I I absolutely think it has an influence. And I think that was also one of the motivators behind me starting uh, the Dave Ramsey plan anyways. Um, But, you know, as you probably have noticed, Dave Ramsey is also very big um, on his faith and Christianity. And throughout Financial Peace, you'll hear him reference scripture a lot and talk about it and just see what the Bible has to say about it. And growing up, I grew up, you know, in a very Christian home. And so that is something that is very important to me. And so I think it it came to a point where I just had to sit down with myself and really seek out what the Bible was saying about my finances. And time after time again, it says, you know, the borrower is a slave to the lender. Ooh, got tongue tied there. Um, But the borrower is slave to the lender. And, you know, it it also talks about in Proverbs over and over and over again, like be wise with your finances, be a good steward, like save up because in a natural disaster or in a global pandemic or whatever, you know, the case may be, if you're out of a job and you didn't take that time before to save up or prepare, you know, it's not going to be a good situation. And so it's preparing for those situations ahead of time, being a smart Uh, or being wise with your finances before so that you're setting yourself up to succeed in the future. 100%. I love that. man. Yeah. I think people, I don't know. I, I kind of think on a daily, like what would have happened? Well, me and Sheena have had this argument before. What would happen? Like if if I lost, (laughs) Uh if I, (laughs) yeah, if I lost my job, let's say, and, and I, Mm. I was fearful of like, well, I could still live for a little while, but I think it's hard for some people to be able to. Um, And then we've had the argument about tithe 
And mm-hmm. so, and I was, I've been listening to Dave Ramsey videos after Dave Ramsey videos. And uh, bye, Romeo. <laughs> he wants to come back in but i'm like trying not to let him he's gonna scratch the door so i'm trying to like he's no, it's all good. bipolar Whatever he doesn't know what he wants <laughs> just that's why i hate dogs yeah right <laughs> a love-hate relationship but um he's he's talked about and i'm curious to see what you think because mm. um I know that Sheena has been a real influence in me to me with this because I'm very logically minded. So if um, I always said that, let's say I came through a hard time. I didn't have uh, an emergency fund or anything like that. Would, is it a sin to not tithe to God? Or what if I were to take that just to get my four walls and that's all I can afford? Or what if it's, um, or is it uh, something that God would be upset with? And, We've gone back and forth, and, and I, I now know where I stand on that. But I'm curious to see what, what your take is on, like, what does tithing mean to you? Like, is it is it that first fruit that you have to give no matter what, whether it's good or bad times? Or is that something where you're like, God's, like, he understands what you're going through? Mm. And is he mad at you? Do you feel like it's a sin if you don't tithe? I'm kind of curious what you think. Interesting question. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is also another, I think, hot topic in the church as well is tithing because I, you know, it happens every service yet. It seems like no one ever talks about it. Um, but growing up, like I said, very Christian home. So I grew up knowing and learning how to tithe. And so whenever I started to get a steady income, um, that was a priority for me and still is a priority for me. Um, but I, I do believe in tithing. And I think that even in the good times and even in the bad times, personally, I have always tried to give that first fruit, that first 10%, um, because I have found in my life that even whenever I had nothing and I gave that first fruit and I was faithful to him, like, checks started coming out of nowhere. People started blessing me out of nowhere. Like I, it it was crazy. It it really is like unexplainable sometimes what happens, but I found that even with the little that I had, I mean, it's kind of like the story in the Bible of the woman who gave everything that she had. And it was, I think like two coins. Um, and that was all she had. And she gave it to the church and the Lord blessed her for it because he knew her heart was in the right place. And so I don't think that it's a sin not to tithe. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, but I think that the Lord blesses us with our money. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, ultimately, it's his. And so, you know, I I like to give back to my church and bless them, you know, so they can bless others. Cool. I love that. That's all around faith. So. That that's where we concluded. That's where we concluded too. Was that it's it, it, it's more of that thing. Like if you're faithful with his with your beginnings, that mm-hmm. he it's just it it's already it's God's anyways. So right. why not exactly just give it your first fruit? So yeah, thank you. For I agree. That. I know that's something that some people are even scared to talk about. And yeah, right. We've we've had some discussions about it. And uh, it's not mm-hmm. like it got heated or anything. It was just we we got very open about it, and that's where I think a lot of people need to be. They need to talk about these. Yeah, things. 
because absolutely especially in a relationship like because you know whenever you get married and you haven't talked about that and you know either one of you is a believer or, or both of you are I mean that's that can cause a lot of issues, you know, later on down the road, if you don't have those open discussions beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been very blessed with, uh, well, I mean, and I don't, I don't want to talk about too much, but I, I know you, you have similar experiences as I do with the, with relationships in, in that sense. And, and, um, and it, that, that was something that, that I, I was very blessed with that, that he gave me someone who is, very like-minded in the sense of, of mm. honoring him through not just finances, but our daily life and pushing forward in that sense. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. For a second, I thought that was from my apartment and I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> that was trying to freak out. Let I him be quiet. But no, 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 no. That's him. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely good. But I don't want to keep you, keep you much longer. So I'm going to, I've got one more question for you and then I'm going to end it with the the two big ones that I proposed to you at the beginning. Okay. So just, just to get to know you a little better, what is one thing like absurd thing about you that you do um, maybe on a daily, maybe it's something you enjoy that, that might give us a little look into, into what joy is more about. Yeah. So this is one question whenever you had, you had sent me the questions earlier. I was like, interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> My life for the most part is pretty, I would say uneventful at this point. Um, but I, I made it a goal in 2020, which I feel like everybody's goals are kind of out of halt <laughs> at the moment, but I did make a goal at the beginning of the year to, um, travel more. And even if it's just like, you know, locally or, or whatever, get out of the house. Because like I said, I'm, I'm in the house most of the week during school and work. And so, yeah. you know, it's nice to get out sometimes. But um, like I said, find time for what you want to do and prioritize your goals and make time for them. But so <laughs> at the beginning of the year, I would wake up some Saturday mornings and just pack my car. And sometimes I would take a friend with me, sometimes not. And I would just start driving and find a random city and pull over and go explore for the day. And I tell you, it is the funnest thing ever. I mean, it is so much fun, but that's just me. I love doing like, I love love getting out spontaneous trips and you know, it's something that I would budget for monthly. I would set aside like certain, a certain amount, um, you know, for food. Cause that's a big thing for me is like exploring local food and stuff. Um, and just, you know, different things. But yeah, that's, I feel like that's a, kind of absurd. <laughs> I love it though. That's actually a really good idea. Just like, yeah, you even just go to a different city and just explore and see what you can find. Yeah, I, I did that, it was so I did that much one fun. With, uh, so in Florida, we have this city named Arcadia that, mm-hmm. well, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I might be incriminating myself. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so we went to this town city called Arcadia, which is in the middle of Florida, basically. And there's an abandoned, um, there's an abandoned town over there where there's like a hospital houses and whatnot. And people, I saw a video on Facebook, this guy skateboarding through there. And I was like, I have to find that. They said it was in Florida. It turns out one of the girls I went to college with lived in the town right next to it. 
So she oh commented gosh. on my Facebook. She's like, this is where that place is. And I called my buddy Jeff. I was like, we are going to go there next weekend. We went and I, <laughs> I may or may not have snuck onto the property. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's neither confirmed nor denied whether I did. Right, right, right. Can't put but that out was, there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super amazing just to even look at. And it was like super creepy. And then right next to it, oh there's a town that has like, it's, it's like old school, like fifties, uh, cars and, and buildings. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And they had like, this guy had a store of just antique stuff that you'd walk through and you'd see things from like a hundred, 150, 200 years ago. And it was oh my really gosh. Cool just to like go to that. And it cost me like 80 bucks to go over there, like with gas. And yeah. I bought, I yeah. bought a much too. So it was, I, I forgot that I did that, but you were completely right. It's so much fun to do just yeah, to go to a different town. It is so much fun. Yeah. And usually like, it doesn't even cost me a lot to do that, you know, with, with gas and stuff. Yeah. And like eating and everything. But besides that, I mean, I'll look up like free stuff to do, or I'll go to like a visitor center over there or something and find free stuff. Like I just, you know, I just like walking around and seeing the city. That's fine. That's good enough for me. Balling on a budget, you know? <laughs> Oh man, that sounds like a great Instagram handle, balling on a budget. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? You've never heard of that? I've never heard of that. But that's because I'm yeah. I'm a oh my gosh. <laughs> is that no, you're you're is that really a thing? Now I have to look Yeah. Balling on a budget? I can't believe you never heard that. Yeah, people use that all the time. Really? Balling on a budget. Oh no. I guess you are right. You're really showing your age. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so if, for everybody who is watching, I'm 26. Thank you very much. That is not old. <laughs> but the the one it's day not, I did it's not. I realized when I was old was when I woke up and I realized that I was a quarter of a century years old. Oh. Uh, yeah. That'll get you. Haven't hit the uh, milestone yet, but I'm sure it'll get I me too. Can't wait for when you do. I will be there to call you on that day just to remind oh you. Oh my gosh. You're going to be like, how's your back pain? <laughs> Has it hit you yet? <laughs> oh, it's, that's no joke. That's why I got, that's why I got to do yoga. Yoga and oh my gosh. growing an avocado tree or something like that. There you go. Hey, that works. <laughs> so now going back to the in-depth questions. Um, mm. So for, I know I kind of gave you a background on it, but for anybody else, who wants to know Earl Nightingale is a 1950s like radio host uh, success driven like entrepreneur and in one of his books he said there's two questions that he wishes uh, people would go door to door and ask and um, the two questions he said define whether you are going to succeed in life and basically defines whether you have your goals written down or if you know where you want to go because he basically like I know Dave says a lot too, like you have to have a plan to get somewhere. You can't just have like, say, Oh, I want to be this rich when I'm in my seventies. You have to know exactly how much you want to, you want to be worth. You, you want to know how long it's going to take mm. you to get there. Right. So the first question I have, well, I'll give you both, I guess, and, and see what your answers are. Is what is your goal income? like on a yearly basis that you want to make, like whenever you're old and 25 or. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, how much do you want to be worth at 65 years old? 
Mm. So I'm not going to lie. Whenever you sent me these, I was like, I got super nervous because mm-hmm. I mean, I've thought about that kind of stuff, but at the same sense, you know, I think that that was never a thing that really crossed my mind to like specify the figures. Um, but I think that as far as the salary goes, and I feel like that's also something that people don't talk about ever. Like no one ever talks about salary. I mean, and I get it in a sense, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, we're going to talk about personal finance, but we'll just skip over that. (laughs) And I think that more people do need to talk about that. It's all like Dave says, it's, it's your your biggest wealth building tool is your income. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that for me, um, salary wise, like goal salary would probably be like 150 K or over. And I think that like in my industry, I, that is possible. Um, which is like insurance, (laughs) but, uh, and I think that beyond that though, as far as salary, cause you know, I don't want to just be confined to salary as an income. I mean, you know, there's passive income and side hustles and stuff like that as well. Um, so I'm, I'm not positive on, on that, but the sky's the limit, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. And you shattered mine. I was like, when I first answered that question, my answer, and it's always been my answer and still will be, it's only 80,000 a year. Mm. That's, that's my goal. I'm like, that's all I need. Yeah. And that's not saying yeah. anything bad about you. It's just, it just shows how people are different in the possibilities. And until you name it, it's not, you never realize it's a goal either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, that's, you know, I obviously am living comfortably on my bottom of the totem pole salary right now. Um, but at the same sense, you know, I, I think my heart is also giving back to people and, you know, the last step in Dave Ramsey's plan is to build wealth and give it away. And so I think that that's why I'm aiming so high for a bigger salary is that I want to bless other people. Um, because throughout my life, people have blessed me. And so I want to give back, uh, to those and, and other people too. So that's the best answer you can have. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it, it's, it's all worth it, which goes back to the whole reason why tithe was, it was the thing too, was it, it, mm. it's about learning to give because a lot of people hold on to. Yeah. And I, I, I think I never knew this until, until me and Sheena started dating and she told me that I have, I guess I, and I always thought it was just because I judge people, but she said that I, I'm really good at discernment of people. And, mm. and I love the way she put it because there are certain times where I can go up and I could look at somebody and I could say, I just don't have a, a good feeling about this person. And yeah, sometimes same. it's turned out right. And when I like, when I, um, which is why I think I connected with you so much is just because the, where your heart is, and I, I can see it right now. Like you, I can even see you going as far as living in some kind of like third world country, building a little village over there, trying to get <laughs> back to the people. I don't know if that's ever your dream, but like I could see you being that kind of person who just wants to like give and love and 
be there if, if yeah. somebody needs needs somebody to talk to, even just if somebody need, needs a hug, you're there for them. So that's mm. that. That is what I took away from my at least that extrovert in me ever. coming out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then uh, the the second question, of course, is yeah, you're 65 years old. How much do you want to be worth? Mm. You know, that, I think that was the harder question. And I really had to like, and I'm, I'm not even sure that I have a positive answer at this point either. Um, but I was like researching and, you know, I, one of the questions I researched was like, how much is Dave Ramsey worth? And it like said freaking like 60 million or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, have you seen his house? Like one of his houses in Nashville? That's insane. Huge. That that's what's motivating. That right there. I like pull up the that house. picture sometime. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. It's just screen paper on your computer. It's just oh yeah, green paper. Oh yeah, Is that the wallpaper. Wow, I am really showing <laughs> my age. <sighs> but yeah, he's like I've seen his houses and I saw his um, like even when they were building their new um, Ramsey Solutions headquarters. Oh my gosh. I know. It's it's amazing. It's insane. It's insane. I know. Um, But as far as net, like how much I'd be worth at 65, I think um, hopefully like a few million at that point. (laughs) There you go. Um, Yeah. It's definitely a tough question to answer. It is. It is. I like I like asking people that question too, just because it gets them thinking. Like nobody ever it thinks does. how much. Like, what is my goal for when I'm 65 years old? What do I want to be mm. worth? And mm-hmm. and people always think like, oh, I want to be rich, but what does that mean? Because I know some people who are 65 right. who live who only have a 300,000 net worth, but their house is paid for and right. They're set. yeah, exactly, exactly, so. exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I could ask that question and I hope they get to other people. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. Whenever you sent it to me, I was like, um, I don't know. Like, cause you were like, I'm going to ask you these two questions. Just like, you know, prepare for them. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> In my but it's good because it makes too. people think. Yeah. It, and I'm mm-hmm. sure five years down the road, it'll change because for me, I mean, that's 45 years from now for you. It's 20 years from now or no, just Whoa. kidding. 40 years from now. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a college uh, student, but I don't have any more math classes. So if that didn't, <laughs> I did like you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. You're completely right though. Even in five Too many years, figures. it could change. And <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, which is why I'm glad I had you on this podcast first, because I just, I, I feel more comfortable around talking to you about these things. And because um, I know you're very open with how you live your life too. Mm. So I, I'm just grateful that I can have you on here. And I'm interested to see what other people are going to say when it comes to those numbers, because they'll yeah, have to make that me too. Hmm. Me too. Because like I said, you know, people don't talk about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. nobody ever talks about, and I tried researching and there was nothing. I mean, there was nothing about goal salaries that I could find that people were like sharing about it or, you know, how much do you want to be worth kind of stuff like that. So 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's really something you're, you have to sit down with yourself and be like, okay, what are my goals? And like, I need to get specific with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before, before we, um, get off that, before we end it here with and just, uh, there, there's one, the, I guess a parable. Oh, Hey, Romeo. <laughs> it's a, it's not really a parable. It's a story that Earl, which is why I think Earl Nightingale, if you ever get a chance to listen to one of his books, they're phenomenal. They're like maybe 10 to 20 minutes long. Um, hmm. But in one of his books, it's called the acre acres of diamonds. And he's got this interesting story that in, it intrigues me because there was a guy who, um, and I'll have to refresh my, my myself on the actual details, but we'll say, he was a farmer back in the early twenties and thirties. And um, he had heard about this land that had found diamonds where they had found a lot of diamonds, uh, it, it basically millions and millions of dollars worth. So he's like, I want to go and see if I can find those diamonds. So he sold his land, went to chase after those diamonds and he died having never found one single diamond. Mm. And then Another guy came along and bought his farm. While this man was living on the farm, he was out. He was out um, just uh, doing uh, work on the land, and he came across some some hard material. And he found a diamond, and he kept digging. He kept digging. He found more diamonds. It turns out that in in that original land um, was the largest acres of acre of diamonds that was ever found, like in in the history of the world. Oh my gosh. And it was all in that dude's backyard, but because he wanted to go chase his dreams elsewhere, he Uh, forgot to look where he was and see what he already had. And (laughs) that pair, I call it a parable because it's like something Jesus would say, but it's just, it's amazing to think of like how this guy, the the things that Earl Nightingale talks about are things that get really get you thinking. And even it was, it was 80 what 70 years ago that he recorded these books and how it's still so mm. relevant today. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so b- before we end, I know I've talked a lot on here too, and I'm so grateful to have you on joy, <laughs> but is there anything yeah. uh, you want to say, say to say to them out there, any, any plugs for your socials or maybe a podcast you might be doing? <laughs> Slip that one in there too. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I wanted to, I think my goal in all of this and why I advocate for financial freedom, um, as well. And, you know, from, I guess, such a young age in quotations, but, um, I think that it's encouraging to know that like, number one, that younger people are doing it. And number two, that people who are living off of, basic salaries are still achieving financial independence. Um, because you know, you don't have to make a hundred something K a year in order to like be debt free or pay off your mortgage or stuff like that. You know, oftentimes you find that they're probably in a worse financial situation than, you know, other people who are wiser with their finances, um, that are making less. So I think that that, is a motivation factor for me on why I'm doing all of this too. Um, But I think that for people who want to get started on this journey, like I said, you know, just step out and do it. I mean, what have you got to lose? Um, 
But I think the best ways for that, like we talked about, was, uh, you know, decrease your expenses, increase your income, live below your means. And I think the biggest factor for me is also focusing on your why. Like, why are you doing this? You know, what are your goals for the future? Write them down, get specific with them and create plans and steps incorporate those, you know, uh, those goals into your everyday routine for the future, because ultimately that's going to set you up for success. Beautifully. So (laughs) can't say it any better than that. (laughs) Such wise words um, from such a young person. (laughs) I can talk the talk right now. Just kidding. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you're living your life. That's, that's, that's why I admire you because, uh, you don't have to be 40 to start this journey. You can be 18, 20, 16. That 16-year-old who owns his own house, that amazes me. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen stuff like that. I haven't I'm, I haven't seen that one specifically, but I've seen like 17-year-olds and Ooh. stuff like that. It's insane. He was uh, – He was. I'll send you the link, man. Anthony, Anthony okay. O'Neill did an interview with this kid and his mm-hmm. parents. Love Anthony. And whenever he would, whenever he would get money like as a baby – his parents would go and save it up. And when they had like a few thousand dollars, they invested it in mutual funds. Oh, and they just kept doing that. That's some good parents right that. there. <laughs> He's 16 years old, owns his first house, rents it out for like $700, and also has enough money to buy another house with cash. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's crazy. So. That's awesome yeah. though. But that's like, that's good parenting. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, but I mean, financially that's setting them up for success. Absolutely. That's crazy though. And I think oh, we're in a man. time now where I didn't know about all like, that. I, I think we're in a time where even though you're like, you're 20, I'm 26. I think it'll be really cool to even just come back and look at this when, when maybe you're 40 years old and see that yeah. maybe you did something for your kid like that. It's all because mm-hmm. you started this journey at some point. So I'm excited right. to see where you go and what you do. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm picturing you with 12 kids right now, but I don't know how. Oh God, please no. <laughs> okay, we'll cut it down to maybe. Don't speak that over me. <laughs> I retract my prayer. Right okay. there, you go. <laughs> Joy, thank you so much for coming on and, and being on here. It's it's an absolute yeah, pleasure just for to know me. you and watch your stuff. No, no problem. Man, social media is a crazy ride. It is. I'm telling you. And actually, so if you guys want to go follow Joy, um, go on Instagram at do it for a dollar. And I'll have it in the show notes too, I think. Yeah. Um, Just you post a lot of motivational stuff when it comes to money, when it comes to your life, um, wearing the same pants to work for a week. I've seen you do all those things. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Living in your podcast is also called living life with joy, right? Yes, it is. It is yeah. found on pretty much all the platforms. Yes. Yep. Beautiful. So, so far so good. Listen. I haven't found one that's not, <laughs> I, I know you're just, you're a, a very wise person. And, and that's what I respect most about you is, is you, you're very open with your spirituality, your faith and, and your journey. So, Thank you for sharing all that with us. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to have you on here. So thanks. Thank you. No problem.